0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. This evening, The Bible says in Luke chapter number 15, we'll start reading in about verse number 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And when he would fain have filled his belly with the husks, that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he had came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, when he was yet a great far off. His father say, saw him and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us see, and be married. For this my son was dead, and he is alive, he was lost, and is found, and they began to be married." Heavenly Father, this evening, just for a little while, would you help us, dear Heavenly Father, Lord? Thank you for the wonderful singing, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, but it's time for the preached Word of God, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. Nothing will be preached without you, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. I ask for your help right now, Lord, to bring forth this message that you've laid on our heart, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. Bless Brother Jonathan tonight and this evening, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, but help us now, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. If there's one here lost tonight, would you knock on that heart's door one more time, dear Heavenly Father? We love you and praise you. Thanks for all the many blessings. It's all that you've done for us. In Jesus' wonderful name we do and we pray. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I was reading back over this scripture to to several people, and I try to say this carefully anymore, Brother Josh, because too many times we say this is very familiar scripture, but I'm finding out more and more, Brother Stan, that that the longer that we're in this thing, less and less people know about the Word of God. So it's not always familiar scripture anymore like it used to be. But you know what? Everybody pretty much knows this is the story of the prodigal son but you know what? There's something I want us to notice, and in, in verse number twelve, right there, it says the younger of them it said, "Father, give me a portion." It talks about giving that portion to him. Father, so the, what did the father do? He divided unto them his living. I was studying out that right there, and that younger one should get about a third of, of the inheritance somewhere along in there. Maybe the older one about two thirds somewhere along in there. So. I got to, to thinking and pondering on that a little bit more. And you know what, number tw- verse number 12, it gets some attention here because it was actually unheard of for the younger son to want his inheritance before the father had died. That was very interesting to me, Brother Robert, because they said that, you know, normally that it was after the father passed. That's when they would get their inheritance. But this younger son had went to the father and said, give me what's mine. When he has to start with me, he said, here, give it to me. But you know what the father did? The father did anyway. He gave him his half, or, or he divided his living. Because you know what? I got to, to reading and studying just a little bit more on that. Basically, what that younger son was saying right there is Dad, I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead. The prodigal son was saying to his father when he asked for his share of the inheritance. I, I read this this afternoon. Uh, Kenneth Bailey I'm not endorsing him or anything like that it just was where I was studying at it just happened to come up but Kenneth Bailey a New Testament scholar who has spent over 15 years in the Middle East he's asked all sorts of people in that part of the world what it meant for a son to request his inheritance while the father was still alive and well and the answer was always the same the son wanted his father dead the son wanted his father dead but you know what the father still divided unto him his living, brother Stan. I found that very interesting, and and, and I went over to the, the, the book of Mark, chapter number 12, verse 43 through 44, and he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all that which have cast into the treasury, for all they did cast in their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. I got to thinking about that. She cashed in everything she had. This father took everything he had and divided it between his two sons right there. You know what You know what that tells me? The father held nothing back, Brother Stan. Can I tell you something? We've got a heavenly father tonight that doesn't hold anything back from us if we'll just ask him tonight. So tonight, whatever you'll need is, whatever it is tonight, if you'll just ask, he won't hold it back from you. So I appreciate the Lord right there. He said, you know what? He said he'd give all he had to his sons. You know what? God gives all he's got to us. How do you know, preacher, He gave His only begotten Son that walked up that old hill and was crucified on Calvary. Preacher, why are you going this way? Because God said to you, I'm just here to tell you, there may be somebody lost here tonight. Well, preacher, there's not as many here tonight. Yeah, but there may be somebody here tonight that wouldn't hear this morning that needs to hear it, brother Stan. You know what? God didn't hold anything back from any of you today. Nothing. Y'all have clothes on your back? Amen? Amen? I dare say you had lunch or supper or something. Today you had a meal. Had a vehicle to drive. And let's be real tonight. Most of us, if one didn't crank, we had another one to get into. Amen. We're blessed, children. We're blessed. We ought to be thanking God this evening for all the many blessings that God Do y'all see God holding back anything to us if we ask Him? Now let me let me be real clear right here. I don't have all my wants, Brother Stan, but I have all my needs. I have all my needs. You know what? I believe you. I don't get on my wants because I couldn't handle it. Amen? We'll try to move on right there. But you know what? I appreciate the Lord. He had not hold back. You know what? I got to thinking about today. Just really thinking about today. And I'm not trying to throw myself a pity party here or anything. But y'all listen to this. Around right about 10 or 10.05, my watch beeped or, or phone went off. My mom, they were taking my mama to the hospital. She was having chest pains. So during church, she was at the hospital. Thank God she's home right now. But my stepmama, they were taking her to the hospital. She's in medical park right now. She's going to have to stay three days on high-powered an- uh, IV antibiotics, probably looking at a surgery to go in and clean up some infection. Well, And you know what else? It, my daughter-in-law, she's down with pain in her foot from surgery. My son, he's not here tonight. He he was under the weather this morning. So you know what? Brother Jonathan, he's, he's sick tonight. He's been sick for all week. What are you trying to say, preacher? That's gloom and doom. Let me taste it. God's not held anything back from us tonight. Tonight, you know what and with all this Brother and all this we still got God this evening we still got God this evening you know why because he's still on the throne you know why because Jesus died but you know what he rose again on that third day Brother and and I thank God for that this evening because you know what if he hadn't if he hadn't where would we be right now you know what well preacher you just listed a whole list of problems yeah but you know what I might have a list of problems but I got somewhere I can go with them this evening I've, I've got a God in heaven. Hey, He's better than any doctors. Thank God for the doctors. If you're a doctor in here, I ain't putting you down. Thank God for the doctors. But you know what I'm talking about tonight. If you're an EMS worker, whatever you are tonight, but I thank God for those people. But I'm telling you what, honey, hey, hey, when they can't help you, there's a God in heaven who can Well, I'm telling you, sir, well, what about the ones that's got cancer? He doesn't heal. And they pass on. Hey, if they was born again, how much more of a healing can you get than that? How much more can you get than that type of healing? I don't know if I got cancer or not. What do you mean, preacher? I don't know. I've never asked him, hey, check me for cancer. I don't plan on it. I'm just being honest with you tonight. But you know what? If I did, brother Stan, you know what? If God chose to heal me, I'm a winner. But you know what? If He doesn't and takes me home, I'm an even more of a winner. I'm here to tell you, honey, that's what we got to get a hold of. we got a God that's able tonight. He's really, he doesn't hold anything back. I preached the message one time, we limit God. We limit God. Limiting a limitless God, brother Stan. We hold Him back sometimes. So tonight, whatever you need, the choir sung, sung great. Two wonderful songs. I don't think Brother Matt will get in trouble for having two songs tonight, do y'all? They was right on. But you know what? I love you tonight. I'm going to go ahead and say it because I'm here part of you. If we really, really got a hold of what they're singing about, we'd be up thanking God tonight. We would. We'd be up thanking God. But preacher, you supposed to preach. I am just a minute. And we we'll just hold on right here. But you know what? I'm talking to self tonight. When's the last time, have you seen it, just say, hey, I just want to thank God, brother, and for what He's done. When's the last time you said, thank you, God, for saving me. When's the last time you told your neighbor, hey, turn around tell your neighbor, thank God for saving me. And while you're at it, tell him thank God for saving you tonight, honey. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we need. We need to get excited. We need to get the fire back in the church house tonight. But preacher, preacher, we've remodeled and we've done this. That's right. What brother Allen preach the other night? Don't give up. Keep going. Don't get weary and well doing. Running well right now for the Lord, but keep her running. Can I be honest with you? This thing's not a sprint. Thank the Lord. I'd make it to about Caleb and that'd be it. I'd be done. Y'all be toting me out of here. But I'm here to tell you, honey, if we'll take another step. Another step tonight for the glory of God. I appreciate that. My daughter, she's a paramedic. Y'all pray for her. She's working today, 24-hour shift. You know what? I, I thank God for those. Brother Aaron, I thank God for you all that, that works and does that. So I thank God for that. Because you know what? If y'all do fall out in here and you call 911, I'd be glad to know somebody's coming to help me. But you know what? While we're waiting on them to get here, will not you, we pray to Jesus. Amen? I didn't know I was going this direction. That'll be, be all right, Brother Stan. But you know what? Too many times we do. We bring our prayer requests to the altar. We're real good about that, but you know what we do? We pick them back up, take them right back to our seat with us. We take them right back to our seat with us. You know what? Why don't you just bring them up here and dump them out? Give them to God. this Let Him take care of whatever you need tonight. We'll try to move on. I want you to notice something. Verse number 13 of this passage of Scripture. Number one, the son left. There had to be a departure. He left, didn't he? Verse number 13, not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous right living. You take that journey tonight to that far country, I'll tell you this it'll take you further than you want to go, it'll cost you more than you want to pay, and it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. So I'm just here to tell you tonight. Don't depart. Don't depart. If I can echo what Brother Allen preached the other night, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't depart. Now's not the time. You know what, Brother Jonathan may be glad all the remodeling is done so he can get back to studying and doing what he needs to do. And thank God for that. That's what the pastor needs to do. He needs to study. He needs to study to bring us what thus say the Word of God. But you know what, he needs each and every one of us standing behind him, lifting him up right now so he can get back in that pattern of studying. You know what else? He needs to know that I don't run everybody else off when we're down to 50 on Wednesday night. But you know what, you may have to tell him to go visit him between now and then if he feels better. But I'm just here to tell you, honey, that's what it's going to take tonight. That's one another, Brother Stan. Can I borrow you just for a second? he comes up here. I didn't ask him tonight, but I'm not going to gossip about it. Brother Stan is one. Facing the world by himself. Facing Satan by himself. He's no match. I'm not either. But you know what will happen? If i see my brothers in need and I'll come right over here and I'll walk up with Brother Stan like this right here. How much stronger is this right here? How much stronger is this right here? I'll tell you what, you put another one here, and you put another one here, you know what? And we get stronger together, Brother Stan. Appreciate you. You can sit back down. Thank you, Brother. I appreciate that. But you see what I'm talking about tonight? It's going to take one another tonight. We're going to need to stand together, stand strong this day and time. Because I'm here to tell you, honey, as we see that the prodigal son did, he, he made the departure. Where did it end up? Where did it end him up at? Look at verse number fourteen. When he had spent all he had, where he spent all, there arose a great, mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. He was in destitution. Number two, he was after the departure, became his destitution. That's poverty so extreme that one lacks means to provide for themselves. I believe he was there. I believe he was there. Right there it says, it says that he, he went and spent all he had. There arose a mighty famine in that land and began to be in one. And when he had went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, he sent himself him unto his fields to feed swine. Where'd he end up with? He ended up with the hogs. Hang around with them long enough and you'll smell like them. I know, Brother Rodney, y'all have hogs for them, so I'm not talking about you. Keep raising them up. Bacon's good. I'm just telling you this thing. But you understand what I'm talking about. We need to be careful, children. I'm I'm here to tell you, honey, we need to be careful. I preached this before, what your eyes see, what your ears hear, what we're around. We really do. Began to be in want Joined himself to a citizen of that country. We don't need to join up with that country, children. Listen to me tonight, because he was eating with the hogs. Number three, we'll try to move fast here. But number three, I see that he had to make a decision. Verse number 17, And when he had came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? You know what, he had to make that decision. That decision, that's the conclusion or a resolution reached after consideration. I believe that he finally seen what kind of shape he was in. Maybe some uh, Maybe somebody here tonight needs to see what kind of shape they're in. Sometimes I hate to say it, but you have to hit rock bottom. You get down slow, the only way you can look is up. Maybe that's you tonight. I, I pray to God that every single one of you is up on the mountain and we can shout it from the mountaintop. But I dare say not everybody's on the mountaintop. I dare say not everybody sitting in here is on the mountaintop. They're probably sinking lower and lower. But you know what? It's decision time, children. It's decision time. I'm talking to you that saved this evening too. I'm talking to me. It's decision time. He saw what kind of shape he was in. He was at the bottom, if you'll have it that way. He said, I will arise and go to my Father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. You know what? With this decision, you know what? I appreciate what the Bible says right there. It says, I will arise and go to my Father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Back up to verse number 17. And when he had came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. You know what I see right there? There's help at the father's house. Don't know that tonight? There's help at the Father's house. Where are you at? you at the house of God tonight. So there's help at the Father's house tonight. You know what else? There's hope at the Father's house tonight. There's hope tonight, children. You know what else? There's hospitality at the Father's house. What do you mean? It said He had bread, had plenty to go around. You know what? My God's got plenty to go around tonight. But you know what? My Savior bled and died for every single one of us so there's enough blood to go around. But I dare say there's going to be blood left over. What do you mean, preacher? Not everybody getting saved anymore, are they? It's a little bit calmer tonight, ain't it? Good time to sow, ain't it, brother? I'm just here to tell you tonight, there's help at the Father's house. I wrote this down right here. There's hospitality at the Father's house. But you know what else, brother Stan? It's home at the Father's house. It's home tonight at the Father's house. If we would get a hold to that, we just get a hold to that. I want to close out with us. We'll be done here in just a minute. Number four. We saw the decision or the departure of the prodigal son, the destitution of the prodigal son, the decision of the prodigal son. But you know what I see? I see the determination of the Father. What do you mean, preacher? Glad you asked. Hold on. I am no more worthy to be called, verse 19, called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great far off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us see and be merry. You know what? I see the determination of the father tonight. You know what I see? He had the robe ready. He had the ring shiny. He had some new shoes, and the calf was fat. Do you know what? He was doing some work there at the house. Why didn't the father go after him? He was doing the work at home. The Bible says he saw him from afar off says he saw him. You know why? Because he was looking for him. We said that this morning. He's looking for him. He's looking for you tonight. He is looking for you tonight. You know why I believe, Brother Stan, every single day he would stop what he's doing just for a minute, just to look, Brother Tim. Just to look. How do you know? Because he said he was looking for him. said he saw him. If you see me coming from afar off, you know, like this morning, we was coming up the driveway. We saw Miss Leslie from afar off walking towards the vehicle. But you know what I'm talking about this morning? Because he was looking. He's looking for somebody this morning, or this evening rather. There was somebody here lost this morning. But they got up and walked out of the house of God. I'm going to be honest with you, ought to break every one of our hearts here tonight. Can I say, oh me, did I do enough today to pray that that lost soul would come back tonight? That God would knock on our heart's door one more time? What if He did this that this morning? Oh me, honey, we need to get a burden for the lost man. Your neighbors lost, my neighbors lost, dying, and going to a devil's hell. And here we sit, guilty. Oh me, I'll just say oh me tonight. But I'm just here to tell you, I'm glad that he was looking for him. He had compassion on him. Because he missed him. You ain't seen him in a while. You start missing him, don't you? If somebody you ain't seen in a while, you start missing them, start looking for them, start trying to call out to him. But you know what? I saw that he missed him. He ran to him. Did y'all catch that? Back in those days, they weren't supposed to run. The men weren't supposed to to run at all because of the robes they had on. It wasn't wasn't proper for the men to run, but you know what? I dare say he hawked that old robe up and went to running. I'm just here to tell you, if there was a loved one you hadn't seen in a while and they walked through that back door, I dare say you wouldn't just, good to see you. You would take off and with a run with everything you got. If you can't run a fast walk, crawl, whatever you can do to get to them back there. fell on his neck and kissed him because he still loved him. He still loved him tonight. He still loves you tonight. Maybe you have just walked away from where you're supposed to be with the Lord tonight. Won't you come back? Won't you come back to the Lord tonight? He's got his arms open tonight. He's looking. He's looking. He still loved him tonight. Verse number 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. I wrote this down. The son repented. Verse 22, But the father said to his servants, and I won't read it all, but you know what? Verse 21, The son repented. Verse number 22, The father forgave. Okay, didn't didn't one time say, What'd you do with all that money, all that ride, all that living, what did you do? Never ask him one time. He said, Good to see you, son. Hey, hey, let's let's get some things in order here. I'm gonna leave you with this. You come on, start playing. I heard it said one time like this. A preacher preached this same scripture been several years ago I was in a prison with him. You know what? He said it like this, and it and it stuck with him. He said he robed him, he ringed him, he reboxed him, and he rebought him. Y'all get that in a minute. Some of y'all don't know what rebox are, but you'll get that in a minute. But I dare say every single day that that son was gone, brother Stan, I can see that father right now. He might be going about his business. Every once in a while, he'd look up. You know what I believe he'd done every morning? He'd go check the closet to make sure that robe was pressed and ironed, washed clean, ready to use. You know what I think he would do? Every morning he would take that ring out. He would shine that thing up to make sure it was ready. I believe he had the shoes in order tonight. So maybe, I don't know what you need is tonight. But this altar is open. I'd beg you to come. Let's all stand there.